Supporting middle leaders in schools. Guiding the senior leadership of tomorrow. And developing your successful career in education. This is Edgecast from NAHT Edge. So first things first, and during the summer break, the DFA released its own research and statistics on SEN reforms in England. So we'll now be bringing you details about our promises to Senko members in October. We hope that you'll tune in then to find out more. It's a hearty welcome then to episode four, which consists of the following. How we use Twitter and LinkedIn um, and Facebook to, to start getting messages to people where and how they need it. A soft bigotry of narrow expectations. You can read um, a lot of Tolkien being one big morality tale as well. Now, before we take the news and explore the spat between Nicky Morgan and the RSA, amongst other things, I'm pleased to have spoken with NAHT General Secretary Russell Hobby to discuss the first year of NAHT Edge. Yes, it's already been a year. First of all, what have been the highlights so far? We were racing last summer to get the website um, up and running because we were doing some pretty radical work on transferring a lot of trade union functions online so we could make them more accessible to people. But we got it all done uh, in time for a major IT project. And, and since then, it's all about making sure the members are getting what they need. So for me, we've got some good professional and leadership development programs on offer. We've got, I think, a nice strong presence on social media through our email bulletins and the, the Twitter uh, account that are really working hard to keep people in touch with education policy. Um, and then finally, I'd say we've got we've been able to recruit some some really talented uh, and enthusiastic um, middle leaders to serve on the advisory council who are beginning to start to lead that section of the association and steer it in the interests of, of middle leaders. At this very moment in time, Russell, where is the organisation? What, if you like, would be a, a snapshot of its of its health? It's the fastest growing part uh, of NAHT, so I think that that bodes extremely well for its future, and it's certainly something we're committed to over the long term. What I do like is the fact that it's starting to get its own sense of identity, that it's beginning to provide a leadership from inside itself rather than being sort of fostered, if you like, by, by the main part of NAHT. And I think I would like to see that continue. Uh, and I think it's, it's starting to explore offers of professional development that suit the needs of members and to try and make it more accessible. So uh, I think it's in a very good position for a second year. If it's not too broad and vague a question, how does NHT Edge develop from here on in? I can see three main areas um, for, for the year ahead. We've got to expand the range of CPD, but I think we've got to look at how we make it more accessible for people who are in busy jobs with often demands coming from many different directions that make it hard for them to get out on traditional training programs. So I think we're going to need to be really innovative uh, in how we look at mentoring and coaching and online learning. So that's a challenge for us. We're increasingly now starting to focus in on some of the very specific job areas that we've seen sort of grow amongst the membership. So, uh, for example, the, the leadership of literacy um, is proving quite an important one, and the SENCO, Special Educational Needs Coordinator. Uh, we've had quite large numbers join, uh, and we're looking at what the particular demands of their job. So you'll start to see more thought leadership, more publicity on those fronts. Uh, and of course, we've got to keep recruiting new members and hopefully strengthen the links with NAHT more broadly so that head teachers who are members of NAHT are encouraging their staff and teams to join it. As a footnote to that then, Russell, and, and my last question, NAHT Edge clearly makes very good use of assorted technologies and platforms. You've mentioned many of them. 
Have have you pinpointed any ones in particular that you haven't yet explored and, and thought, you know, hey, we, we really need to be doing this? Actually, I think we've put our toes in the water of many of the different technologies and platforms uh, that we need. So it's more a question of how we start to use them more fruitfully. So as I said, social media, I think, is in- increasingly uh, important to us, how we use Twitter and LinkedIn um, and Facebook to, to start getting messages to people where and how they need it, uh, and how we get some more information coming back to us through that. Uh, and then something that's perhaps not as visible um, to, to members, but is important behind the scenes, is how we use our our databases, our customer relationship management system, so that we can know a lot about what our members are interested in, what advice and guidance they're seeking and accessing, whether they get value uh, from what they hear. And I think there's there's much more we can do to use that data um, to serve people better. So I, I think we'll see more of that over the coming few years as well. Connect with our tweets at NAHT Edge. Thanks to Russell there, and what a great year with some fantastic gains in the space. You're listening to the podcast of NAHT Edge. Soon it's the turn of NAHT policy advisor Sean Humphreys to point the way to the key date planner. News first, though. News and information from NAHT Edge. In this bulletin, low pay crisis in childcare, consultation time for Wales, safeguarding vulnerable girls with an app, and the RSA takes on Nicky Morgan. The UK's first web app aimed at educating pupils on the subject of female genital mutilation, FGM, is the brainchild of Coventry University. Trialled with local school children and endorsed by the NSPCC, Petals is chiefly aimed at young girls living in affected communities and most at risk. More than 20,000 girls younger than 15 are said to fall into this category and the new app can be used as an educational tool with links to films and easy access to the NSPCC's FGM helpline. Out of contact from their teachers and classmates for several weeks, the summer holidays are traditionally when these girls are sent to their heritage countries for the procedure. Teachers and students alike can discover more at petals.coventry.ac.uk. Consultation has opened into the Draft Additional Learning Needs and Education Tribunal Bill for Wales. The framework is designed to supersede existing legislation around special educational needs and the assessment of children and young people with learning difficulties and or disabilities in post-16 education and training. The process runs until December the 18th this year and the postal address can be found within the story at nahtedge.org.uk forward slash news and views. Poor pay, recruitment and retention are fast becoming of concern in the childcare sector. That's according to a study by UCL Institute of Education. Research found that in spite of 75% of the workforce holding an NVQ level 3 or higher, the profession's average pay is just 10 pence above the minimum wage. Antonia Simon, the lead researcher, said this will make recruitment harder for providers looking to grow their workforce to cover government's increased offer of 30 funded hours from 2017. A soft bigotry of narrow expectations. That's how the RSA's Director of Creative Learning and Development has labelled the EBAC. In a recently published blog, Joe Horgarten offers a critical rebuke to Nikki Morgan in her efforts to convince schools of its early adoption. Writing that Miss Morgan's recent speech to the Creative Federation Industries was strange, 
Paul Garton also said that Ofsted had so far used its independence well to resist Tory calls to limit their outstanding judgment to schools where all pupils take EBAC subjects. With all the news on Edgecast, I'm John Peters. Expert advice and the sharing of ideas. Edgecast. Now, the Key Date Planner is a fantastic tool from NAHT Edge and a great aid to even more organisation in and around the classroom. Sean Humphreys, policy advisor at the NAHT, joins me on what is unfortunately a slightly inferior quality phone line to explain more. I started by asking Sean which dates he'd pull out specifically and why. If I start with the secondary phase, I think what's really important for the schools to know and the teachers to know is exactly when their subject when the new specifications are coming in at A-level GCSEs. It's it's phased in over three years, and the first tranche is uh, September um, 2015. And I think underlying that as well, what, what that really will oblige teachers to do is to think about um, the different demands that these new um, specifications will place upon them, because we're, we're moving away from an examination system based on modules and uh, an element of, of coursework and other teacher assessments, speaking and listening, uh, those are in the main disappearing. And planning and assessing syllabuses but, but lead to uh, a terminal examination in the end, uh, there, there's some quite subtle and important differences in, in that compared with the ways of working that, that the majority of teachers are, are extremely familiar with. And what kind of feedback would you say you get generally about the planet and its usefulness? People are used to the idea of, of planning ahead because any effective school will draw up a, a similar sort of um, calendar, probably around about May or June of the preceding academic year, so that and they know exactly what's happening and when, so it helps the actual logistics of running a, a complex organisation. You know, and it doesn't really matter the size of the school, whether it's a, a relatively small one-form entry primary school or, or an eight-form entry secondary school. You know, they're, they're all very complex organisations. So that, that's really handy. And what, what that helps do, I think, is to put the context of an individual school's work in the bigger picture. So, for example, where, where it talks about um, National This Week and National That Week, they think, oh, that would be a really great theme to use in planning mm. assemblies this week, for example. The month of October is Walk to School Month, and in a previous episode of the podcast, one of our news stories actually centred around parental worries and concerns about their child and the unaccompanied journey to school. To what extent do you think schools should play a part in assuaging those fears? Sometimes the risks are over-exaggerated, I think. And I think one of the ironies is that a lot of children, increasing younger ages, are spending more and more of their time online in those pursuits. And probably the the risks to their their welfare um, are greater online um, than than they actually are in terms of of making the, the, the journey from A to B to school. Um, I think all the schools can do is to, I mean, some, some schools, really junior schools, are encouraged to think of the walking bus sort of thing. Depends whether the, the school is, is serving a community or whether pupils have got um, significant um, home-to-school jour- to journeys, of course. Um, but they can also look at the, it can be linked in with broader things, which, you know, the concerns about um, obesity and, and, and so on. But it's really limited what schools can do other than to uh, perhaps help parents think about the reasons why they've taken that particular view and the way that their children should come to school. 
My last point on the date front, Sean, in the planet is the 25th of March 2016 is Tolkien Reading Day. There's been this inference that over time schools have, have, shall we say, ditched or jettisoned some of what might be deemed the classics, but that's clearly not the case. What makes someone like Tolkien a feature of the key date planet and still important? There's a big value judgment attached to, to how we apply the label classic really, to, to literature and even to music and, and so on. You know, there's that danger of being the arbiter of good taste and, and, and narrowing. It, it could have the, the effect of narrowing horizons as well as extending them. It's very, very difficult for a school to avoid that now anyway. Um, you know, if you look at the, the key stage four um, specifications for what's got to be in GCSE uh, content for English, uh, the need to, and I'm quoting it, read a wide range of classic literature fluently and with good understanding. I really like that sentence because the rich and varied would include the, the classics, you know, the Hardys and the Dickens and so on. I think what, what Tolkien does... Um, that's the genius of, of Tolkien. It's been writes books that can appeal to all ages and lots of different levels. And it's so good in, in terms of teaching the notion of allegory. It's, it's fantastic for firing the imaginations of children. And of course, yeah, you, you can read um, a lot of Tolkien as being one big morality tale as well. Well, we'll make sure, Sean, that uh, the podcast brushes up on its elvish for next time. <laughs> <laughs> How do members actually access the key date planner? Ultimately, it's members realising the value of this and, and, and making a habit, if you like, of, of going online and looking at what we're offering. Sean, as ever, uh, wonderful to talk to you. Thanks very much for your time. Pleasure. And, of course, the electronic version of the Key Date Planner is yours to download at nahtedge.org.uk forward slash news and views. As term starts, the challenges of leading can begin to present themselves. At NAHT Edge, we have a range of courses to help you in your role. At our one-day courses, you'll meet other middle leaders and have the space and time to reflect on your practice. In October, we're holding our popular course, Managing Difficult Conversations, Directing and Influencing Others Effectively, which will explore how you can influence and communicate with others, including making expectations clear, and communicating difficult issues to your team. We're also running a course in November for those new to middle leadership that will look at the different roles and responsibilities of middle leaders, exploring the communication skills required to manage relationships upwards and downwards, and the challenges of workload for middle leaders. As an NAHT EDGE member, you'll get access to these courses at a reduced rate. Why not visit nahtedge.org.uk to book your place now. Well, episode four is virtually at an end. Thanks to our contributors, Russell and Sean. And be sure to download and use the Key Date Planner at the page mentioned earlier in the podcast. At NAHT Edge is where our Twitter activity happens, at NAHT Edge. And equally, you can find us on Facebook and LinkedIn. The next episode will be our Senko special. Have a great month. <laughs>